0: Hi, welcome to our final Exodus podcast. We've made it all the way through the book of Exodus, and today we wanted to do something a little bit different. We wanted to do a bit of a roundtable, even though we don't even have a roundtable here in front of us, but we wanted to do a bit of a roundtable discussion on some of our takeaways and the things we found interesting in the book of Exodus. And so I'm Steve Durr, and I'm here with Jeff Steele. Yo. And Steve Thompson. What's up? And uh, thanks, guys. That was, that was, that was awesome. Was very casual. Casual and, and fun. And so um, let's just start off by um, getting an idea of what was kind of an impact point for each of us in the midst of this. And I'd encourage you as a listener to maybe identify for you, what was one of the biggest takeaways for you in the midst of this Exodus series? And you can kind of come back to that later. But uh, Jeff, for you, what was one of the biggest impact points uh, or things that you found fascinating?
1: Well, one of the biggest things I think that uh, really stuck out to me doesn't have as much to do with the actual material as it does with the format that we've kind of adopted here. The uh, wide variety of people that we've heard from has been really cool and I've loved participating in it and I've loved listening to it and listening to uh, just the insights that other people have. Like you get a sense that what we're doing here, even though one person is speaking at a time on any given day, you get a sense that what we're doing is a discussion that everybody communicates through, everybody contributes to, and like uh, has an opportunity to contribute to and to receive from. And I probably learned as much by listening uh, to what people have shared as I have and you know, getting to dig into the text for myself. And I feel like that's really reflective of the staff culture that we have here. Like, it's kind of a good picture of what staff looks like at Watermark when we sit and have meetings and we're sitting on couches upstairs by the office area and everybody is contributing. And it's not like, oh, well, the pastor's, are communicating with God up on Mount Sinai and they're bringing it down they're bringing the word down to the rest of us and we thus saith the Lord Thus saith Steve Durr. we have to <laughs> fall in line uh, well you, you do have to well at the end of the day <laughs> at the end of the
0: day let's yes, be honest but no, at least, there's just some just discussion but I, at least we can feel <laughs> yeah, heard yeah, exactly. along
1: the way <laughs> Yes. Um, no like it's, it's a very different staff culture than what I've been a part of in the past where uh, like there's an expectation that hey we want to hear from you and we want to hear what is what your take is and like god brought you to this conversation for a reason so what do you have to contribute what's god leading you to and that's kind of how we've taken that even further through the podcast thing here with a wide variety of people and i've loved hearing from people who aren't in front of the microphone who aren't up on the platform and have gotten to share yeah and that's been a huge part of just the church being Mm -hmm. the church and like everybody has something to contribute everybody shares you know iron sharpens iron and uh and that's kind of what this process has been for me yeah i
0: love that we've gotten a lot of actual good feedback actually uh from those who have been listening um about that saying they've enjoyed the different voices um hearing the different men and women uh who you typically wouldn't expect to maybe do a devotional um to do one of those and find great value in that so that's a great great insight How about you, Steve? What was a takeaway for you or something you found uh, interesting?
2: Yeah. And just to piggyback off that really quick, there's probably even more watermarkers that have great stuff to contribute. So we're always trying to keep our eyes out uh, and ears out for that. Um, Okay, I guess I'll go two sides. One, like the spiritual side, the impact was probably I shared it on Tuesday, so I'm not going to repeat it, but just my my own and ours as a family personal exodus uh into more of a financially sustainable place. It's just we've been hearing God's voice so clearly. Um it's been good to have him pressing us into obedience. That's been good. The other thing was more I guess on the intellectual side, something that's kinda tickled my mind and heart because I get excited about tickled. stuff like this. I, I hear know. you do a little one of your There's little, little giggles. delicious giggle. little delicious giggle <laughs> that Thompson does. Um so, it was in preparing for the whole tabernacle side of things uh, and seeing um, how the New Testament reflects how Jesus was the fulfillment of each of those furnishings, every even part of that tabernacle system that would eventually go on to become the temple system. But, and in particular, John the disciple of Jesus in his gospel, and also I believe John, that same one wrote Revelation. I know there's a lot of uh, debate over that in the in the theological circles, but man, it feels like to me just how heavily John leaned into Jesus being the fulfillment of every aspect of that, um, and even the the heavenly design. Uh, of that and the approach to God and and God had it all working together from that point on, how he was gonna just neatly tie everything up in a bow. And it was just so impressive to see, um, and and exciting to see how Jesus is the fulfillment of that and ultimately how we're gonna get to see that in Easter um and how he invites us into the Holy of Holies. And so
0: uh Jeff you mentioned to me earlier uh that you kind of had uh, a bit of an impact point, too, for you when it came to the tabernacle and uh, yeah. following through on details. Explain that a little bit.
1: Yeah, the tabernacle being... Uh, I, I put it in the context. I'm thinking of the context of Exodus. This people, they're camping. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they're out in the wilderness, and um, the place that the fine details really uh, fit and really serve to... Uh, you know, fill out what's happening in the tabernacle. Um, <coughs> it was just one of these last, maybe the last one that I recorded, where they're hammering gold into sheets and cutting it into thread, and I just can't imagine being out in the wilderness and being concerned with, like, you're you're talking about survival at that point. People are, y- you, you're gathering your daily bread to right. live, you know, when you're out in the wilderness like that, and that in the midst of this What might otherwise be uh, you think of as kind of a survival kind of mindset you're creating these golden you know features and stones and engraving them and uh embroidering the curtains and and i'm thinking how not practical that is and i and i feel like some of that gets lost on us as um pragmatic american protestants <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> that we don't like the arts and the place of the arts mm-hmm. in worship like and if you think back to uh you know like the renaissance and i mean that's where the artwork came from was the church yeah. right like that that was considered to be the highest ideal the highest beauty that you could possibly want to capture. And that's where all this, a lot of this artistic expression came from. And from our standpoint, 21st century American Christians, like, I feel like we're so much more pragmatic in Mm -hmm. that. And when you get a pragmatic administration in office and the, you know, arts funding gets cut Mm -hmm. and like, that's always one of the first, like, oh, that's not necessary. We can cut that. Um, Which, you know, whatever That's that's budget policy. That's not the point, but, um, the place of the arts in worship having that kind of prominent thing Mm. in exodus um where you might think it's not needed you might think what you need is something that's very practical and serves the needs of the people Mm. um and yet in that context that's where this art and this beauty was really called forth in creating the tabernacle that was really really pretty amazing to me
0: yeah it seems like overkill right you're in the you're in the wilderness and you're doing stuff you never expect it's like going camping And making sure every day you've got a a clean tuxedo to wear. Right. (laughs) It just doesn't seem to fit. So what I found interesting, uh, just talking about the tabernacle a second, is that I was actually interested in that stuff. (laughs) I mean, I was not really looking forward to doing the devotions on the tabernacle or even, honestly, sometimes listening to them because I knew the sections were so long and detailed and I knew, first of all, for me to read all that, uh, I thought it would be a bit of a challenge, um, and it was. But um, but even just to listen to that and hear things, because it's pretty redundant, mm-hmm. but finding a lot of great insight and challenge from that section I, that I didn't think I would. Mm. And so it's just cool that uh, God speaks in that way and through different people uh, to help me gain more from that. The One of the big I guess, takeaway points for me throughout this whole Exodus journey has been, and I shared this most recently in my most recent podcast, um, but I've sensed it throughout the whole Exodus, is this idea of being saved from something and being saved for something, and that God wants to do both. And so they leave Egypt, and they cross the sea, and they're saved from slavery. They're saved from that life of oppression. But then God takes them to Sinai and he gives them his His word, his guidance and purpose and mission. And so they've been saved not just from slavery, but for the purpose of being priests to the world and a kingdom of priests. So they have a purpose, a mission. And then thinking most recently just uh, how... Um, they've been saved, you know, again, uh, God was pretty upset with them, and they've been saved from, you know, God's uh, wrath and, and God uh, God's threat from um, not going with them. God showed great uh, faithfulness and kindness to them, um, and that, but saved in setting up the tabernacle for regular worship. So to me, it was just a challenge again in my own life. Do I settle for just getting saved from sin, uh, or do I see that as a gateway into a new life that God wants to not just save me from my sin, but for a purpose, that my everyday life matters and how I live my life matters and God wanting to do something new in my own life. So uh, just that pattern I've seen in a couple different times along the way was just a good personal challenge to me. That is good. It really is, isn't it? It was fantastic. <laughs> well done. <laughs> so, uh, and so for all of you, I mean, what, what was the takeaway for you? Um, first of all, we want to say thank you for listening. Um, I've had people along the way say, you know, I got a little bit behind in my Exodus devotionals and, you know, the hammer five out in a row, but, uh, we really enjoy doing these and, uh, find it, uh, to be a lot of fun. Uh, what do you guys enjoy about, uh, participating in these or listening to these?
1: My favorite was listening to Thompson almost fall asleep that one time.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's talk about some of the highlights. Why don't you explain that story, Thompson, because well, it's worth saying.
2: Okay, so you talk about people listening five to five days in a row. So there, there's, there is an element of procrastination to this, but there is also an element of forgetfulness. And so uh, there was one occasion where I knew I had the devotional coming up and I needed to record it, but everything else was taking precedence. Long story short, I climb into bed, at 12, 15, one long day, I had just taken cold medicine, some Nyquil, because I was not feeling great. And all of a sudden, my eyes bolt open, and I'm like, "Oh no! I have a recording. I have a devotional to record still." For <laughs> and it's gonna it's morning. gonna
0: go live or live at four a.m. Four
2: a.m. So I've got <laughs> roughly three and a half hours to yeah. get it done. So I I drive over here to the hub and I start preparing, and I'm falling asleep during preparing, let alone then when I start recording, and, and I read my devotionals because it helps me keep concise and clear, and, uh, and I start yawning in the middle of reading my <laughs> devotional. So when I walked in the next morning, it was fun to have Bethany say, so, Toms, what time did you record your devotional last night? And I'm like, what? Why? How did you know? <laughs> yeah, that was bad.
0: That was a classic. Sometimes you'll hear a train in the background. Uh, from recording, but yeah, we've had a lot of fun uh, doing this, and uh, it's been really cool to, as Jeff shared right from the get-go, to have a a, a large number of other watermarkers uh, participate in this, and so um, like like Steve said, we'd love to have more people engaged and involved, and I was thinking about a whole nother, another group of people, some just different folks who kind of came to mind as well that would be great at this, so mm-hmm. that might be something you're interested in, uh, and you could let us know. Uh, otherwise, hopefully, we'll connect with you. But uh, we'll
2: we're gonna have tryouts next time. We'll have tryouts. Yeah,
0: exactly. Can you stay awake while doing it? Um, that's awesome. But we do want to thank you so much for uh, joining us on this journey through Exodus, and um, we hope it's been um, a helpful thing for you. I know it has been for for us.
2: Can I throw out one yeah. last thing before you sign off officially? That's great. Yeah. Just I I was thinking it would, might be helpful for some of us in our own Exodus. It might be more along the lines of an addiction and it's one of those hard things to kick and we know that jesus has saved us from it and we we hear that whole freedom in christ and and now we live by the spirit and yet the practicality of how that works is so hard and i know now too scientifically we know the science of addiction and how our brains work and those neural pathways that get ingrained, how do we overcome that? I'd just like to encourage you, if you're facing an addiction, um, A, always the first step is being able to admit it and being able to admit it to others, but getting help. We've got such great resources in the community in terms of counseling, in terms of support groups, Um, and if you don't know where to take that next step, please email us or ask us. We'd be glad to share those resources, but we want to be able to help take steps into that freedom I was just talking to somebody the other day who wanted um, some help with with um, finances and spending and it seemed to be an addictive pattern and I was like you know what there's got to be a support group for that let's find it Um, and so we want to be part of a community of helping everybody find freedom no matter what area of life that's in that was it that's good Jeff would you close us out in prayer one last time
1: yeah absolutely Wow. Well, God, thank you for, uh, the way that you speak and the way that you do that through community. Um, even for, uh, introverts like me sitting here at the table with two raging extroverts, (laughs) um, the way that you call us into community and, and like, and that you shape us to have a role to play. Um, God, thank you for that. And, uh, I pray for everybody who is looking for that freedom and um, like, like Steve was, was just talking about that, that they would find a community to do that with that. You, you wouldn't call us um, alone, but that you call us to, to, to do this journey with other people. And so God, would you make your church that would you make us that community, that place of freedom, that place of acceptance, um, that we together do this journey. This is not something that we're, like, done with. Okay, we made it. Now we're here. Um, but, God, that we we do this journey together. And so would you make that the theme of who we are, um, the people who follow after you together as a community in your name? Yeah. Amen.
2: Amen.
0: Amen. One last time, have a great day.